Hello and welcome back to another episode on the Chatter on Mole podcast. Today we'll be speaking to Ray, also known as at Be Smart Get Fit on Instagram. We're going to be chatting all about his running journey and also about how he set up his own business. If you are new around here, then make sure you subscribe to the Chatter Unmold podcast. We're now on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And we're going to jump straight into this chat with Ray. I can't wait to see what he has to say and hopefully he'll inspire you to maybe think about starting your own business. Hello. Hey Molly, good evening, how are you? I'm good, thank you, how are you? I'm brilliant, thank you. Oh, fab, okay, so um, do you want to kind of introduce yourself to everyone in case they don't know who you are? Okay, hi, my name's Ray, I'm a personal trainer, fitness coach and assets front runner um, from London, UK. Amazing stuff, so how did you get into running in the first place? Um, in running, it was about 2013. I was running to a day job, backwards and forwards, commuting, probably about four and a half miles, and I was enjoying it. And then one day, my friend said to me, hey, why don't you run a race? And I said, why run a race? Well, I don't want to pay to run. You know, why not just run? You know, all those people, it's, no, it's not, it wasn't what I perceived as being fun. So anyway, it, I slept on it enter the race and then from there yeah, I had the bug so everything from 10k's um, up to half marathons and it took me a couple of years or so before I actually did a, a full marathon but yeah it was it was it was good well yeah definitely like you said you caught the running bug and I think a lot mm. of people get that within fitness itself not just running but you definitely hear mm. that term the running bug be used quite a lot yeah in the industry for sure and in terms of you being a personal trainer then is that something that you've always wanted to do no not really i mean i always liked kind of weightlifting and training and doing things like that um and i kind of pivoted into body weight exercises and i used to go to the park and i found i was doing pretty advanced movements at the time i mean this is before calisthenics really became a thing and the moves were quite advanced. People were saying, how'd you do that? So I was finding I was sharing tips with people. You know, it's like, you can do it like this. And I thought, maybe I can help. Maybe I can actually do this and know that I'm doing the right thing by getting formally trained and qualified. So, yeah, I went through that and just, you know, just took it from there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of personal trainers go through that at first where they, you know, they're working out themselves and they're going through their own journey and then other people notice them and say, oh, you know, how do you do that? And they get, like you say, give that advice and then realise, yeah. you know, if you do get those qualifications, you can actually make a career out of this, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I see a lot of that in gyms, you know. Yeah. But it's good that people want to help people, you know. Yeah, definitely. Do you find it kind of helps you as an athlete yourself when you see what you're doing for other people? A absolutely. I always find it kind of compounds what I, I know. So by trying to teach, I have to think and remember. And actually, I kind of improve because I'm seeing their journey. I'm seeing their form. And, you know, I relate that back to me, whether then or later when I debrief and I think, Maybe I could approach that slightly different. So it's a, it's kind of being a coach. I think is 
about refining, you know, always trying to improve and be the best you can. Because if you don't, it's very difficult to get the best out of other people. You know, I don't think a coach is ever the best they can be. I think there's always room for improvement. And I think when some people think they're already there, then they may be letting their, their trainees down because I think there's always room for improvement. Well, yeah, it's about staying humble, isn't it? And kind of realizing, yeah. like you said, there's always room for growth, no matter how much of a great coach you are, there's always more to learn. And especially with you, oh, when you're reaching out to so many different people, I'm sure there's loads mm -hmm. of different stories that have come flooding in that you've had to handle as a personal trainer, but also get to yeah. know your clients as people as well as just clients. Uh, well, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. It's about people and individuals. Um, like, just like an industry thing, you know, you've got lots of online free fitness and YouTube videos. But really, I think people need a personalized approach to help get them to their goal. And, you know, and to adhere to, to the program, which they're given something that is tailored. And I think that's where I think that's the value that a trainer and a coach provides. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then in terms of your own kind of personal training business and that you are hmm. running, how yeah. did that come about then? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I started off with Our Parks. I'm not sure if you're familiar. So Our Parks is um, free training in parks and councils basically pay for it and People can turn up to that park and do a variety of classes, whether it's box fit, um, yoga, uh, or, or whatever, you know, aerobics. Um, so I was doing that in a number of parks in my borough, mm -hmm. and I was really enjoying it. Some days I was getting 20 people. Some days I was there in the rain by myself waiting, and no one turned up. But that's all part of the process. But, um, you know, I made sure I turned up, and I made sure that I give people the best that I thought they, they deserved. So that was really good. And I was doing that. And then I thought, maybe I can do this for myself and, and set up as myself. And then I, I made that transition. Um, was searching for premises. I got offered a premise to, to rent. And then, you know, the good thing was I'd already built up a client base. Yeah. So people although they were going to the park and training with me for free, were willing because of the training experience that they had to come across to train with me and pay for classes. So it was reasonably, you know, reasonably smooth. It was, a, you know, it was a curve in terms of learning. Yeah. Um, I always think a mistake we can make is throwing lots of money at these things, like thinking I've got to pay for marketing and I've got to pay someone for social media. I've got to pay for flyers, whatever it is. And, Sometimes that's not it. It's really about just trying to reach out to people, talking to people, say, hey, I'm a coach. You know, it's okay. They can say no. But, I mean, you know, pre-COVID, just talking to people. And yeah. even online, we can, we can inbox people. We can respond to comments. You know, that's how I found my latest physio because he inboxed me. I must have hashtagged injury on, my, on one of my posts, and he actively found me, and I'm happy for that. But, yeah. I think never be scared as a coach or trainer to kind of connect with people because people, they either say yes, they say no, or, or you know, add value. They may, they may, you know, they may go away and think, actually, I do, I do, yeah. Yeah. I do need that. 
yeah they can't always give an immediate answer like you said they can go away and think about it and then suddenly realize you know what maybe i do need a personal trainer even better they've had that meeting with you you've made that impression and they said oh no not for me but they might think oh i know someone else who might need a personal trainer or you know a couple of months down the line oh i need to step up my training a little bit maybe talking to that personal trainer again would be a good idea so having that sort of approachable personality Mm -hmm. and the coach must be so important it really, it really is. And I found that um, my key thing is never sell training. People either want it or they don't. It's not like a kind of product. I think that's where the industry may kind of lose itself, I think, at times. But it's not something to push to people. It's something that people kind of need to figure out themselves. Give them options and they'll figure it out whether it's, you know, whether it's Zumba, whether it's Peloton, whatever it is they will kind of find something that is their fit, pardon the pun, and hopefully they'll run with it. But, you know, what I made sure um, with my our Parks days is I made sure I learned everybody's name, mm, yeah. turned up, and gave them individual feedback. So I personalized the group training experience. So it was more like a hybrid of personal training and group fitness. And therefore, that's when you know, kind of people related to me and enjoyed that experience and obviously migrated and I took it from there and tried to refine it because, yeah, if it's, a tw- if it's 20 people, it's going to be difficult to remember everyone's name, but, you know, people are people, individuals, and it's, they turn up, you know, give them something basically that they can enjoy, they can benefit from, and hopefully they go away feeling better about themselves than when they came. I think it's always about adding value as a trainer. You've got to kind of give people a positive experience. Yeah, definitely. And when people come along to an exercise class or to the park to do those free sessions with you, like you just said there, they kind of escape everything for a little bit. And people love using fitness and especially running as well as that kind of source of escapism where all your stresses and worries, if you're a parent, Mm. you can just not think about the kids for, what, half an hour, 45 minutes whilst you're sitting on a bike. You can just get yeah. all of that and just concentrate on you and interacting mm-hmm. with you as the coach as well. At 100%. And I found a few tricks um, that worked in my toolbox when I was in the park. Adding music kind of helped people to kind of like just feel happier. It kind of made, it made the mood, you know, some of the moves, aerobics are like dance moves. So they feel kind of, Less, less inhibited, basically, you know, and also I had ground rules, uh, whether it was in the park or whether it's um, at my, my classes when I, when, I, when I started them. Park everything else. This is your time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want anybody to talk about the news. I didn't want anybody to talk about anything bad that's happening. I said, so, no, 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 sorry. Guys, let's leave that. We're here for you. We're here for us. And trying to shift everybody because it's, it's easy, you know. And hopefully by the time they finish the class, they're talking about good vibes because they've hopefully had a good session that's pumped them, pumped them up and their endorphins and everything else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, on the topic of kind of bad news, obviously COVID-19 mm. happened. So we'll touch on that. How have you had yeah. your kind of business strategy since mm. lockdown has started near- annoyingly nearly a year ago now how have you had to shift your whole business okay um i think the key word here is pivot 
But in terms of me, it's been all about adapting. Um, I was doing I was doing classes, you know, physical classes at at venues, and they were going really well. And then I was starting to think, oh, this is things might change. Uh, and I was thinking, actually, there's a risk here. There's a potential risk. So let's try. And then the announcement was made, like you said, nearly a year ago. Long story short, I um. I said to some of my trainees and, 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 you know, I was like, would you like to do something online? So I set up a Skype session and I was really skeptical because I, I give, you know, you've probably seen from the post, I give a lot of energy yeah, and I do that in class as well. And I thought, this is not going to translate on the screen. It's not, oh, I was just really, the whole thing was, I want people to have a good experience. It's not, if it's going to be a really, kind of watered down experience. I don't want to do it. Not because of my pride, but because I think people deserve that quality experience that they, they're paying for and that they're, they're joining for. So I did one session and I said to them, serious feedback. They gave me the feedback. Out. Okay. And I thought to myself, there's some things I can improve. The music, the lighting and a few other things. And, yeah, it's been going continuously since then. So I pivoted to online training, also Instagram lives, but all online. I haven't done anything out outside apart from promotions, et cetera, and campaigns for brands. But yeah, it's all been online. And actually, people have, um, have really kind of taken to it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, after nine whatever months, they'd be fatigued. But I sent out a survey last last week or so and they came back and said yeah we would continue with the online training yes if you did you know pre-lockdown 3.0 if you did open up in january or february or march we would come but we also do enjoy the, the online training so we'll continue with that so it's it's you know it's good that i've managed to adapt it's good that you know people have that training to look forward to yeah. And I also have the training that helps them with their, you know, obviously with their physical um, and also hopefully with their mental. And I've had feedback, but yeah, thank you. You know, you give me something once a week or whatever that I can kind of, like you said, escape, focus, or have actually a sense of normality. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for my, I'm at university, so for my mm -hmm. kind of like main final year project, this is basically what it's all about. It's about how yeah. everyone's routine has gone uh -huh. upside down, inverted. I mean, I kind of translate it as literally scrumpling up a piece of paper and then trying to flatten it out again. That's how yeah. people's routines have kind of shaped in the last, what, nine, ten months. And what mm -hmm. you said that was really interesting, how people have adapted to the online routines really well because they've had to. Yeah. And they'd be mm -hmm. very forgiving for you because they know you're trying to find your feet and they're trying to find yeah. their feet in this whole thing as well. So at the start, yeah. it's kind of nice that you had that kind of feedback so early on yeah. because they mm -hmm. were willing to kind of help you to help them. And that's the yeah. kind of relationship you can only get by being a great coach. And, um, you know, fast forward, like you said there, if you were to open again, they were more than happy to come back to in-person sort of classes. Yeah. But like you said, they've said to you, so it's versatile. 
we've kind of been forced to become as a whole nation and the world ultimately as well. So that's really interesting that that's kind of worked out really nicely for you. Yeah, th thank you. And also, um, I'm a strong believer of, of tribe, you know, like building a, a tribe. You know, it's not fans, it's yeah. not followers, it's not, it's, you know, loyalty and, and, and giving. Um, and there were a few occasions where I just, somebody say, hey, 15 minutes, let's do some training, mm. just randomly. And they get an extra session in a week that would cost them any, nothing at all because that to me, that's for the tribe because that's my way of giving back, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess people are missing kind of the in-person classes where they can see their friends and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. So like you say, that mm -hmm. sort of tribe experience with you, but also with mm -hmm. their classmates to try and yeah. translate that online is a big step because not only have they got to get used to seeing you on the screen, but also yeah. their friends on a screen. I mean, I did a... Um, I think I was walking around a park during the, I think it was the four week lockdown that we went into in November yeah. and um, saw a load of ladies all spread out in the park, socially distanced on their mm -hmm. mats. And uh, one of them had a big laptop screen set up and they were all doing the same online class. So they were still doing it together, wow. but legally together, but without the training yeah. there, but on the screen. So it, it just kind of, that was a visual for me where I was like, you know, this is where the kind of social aspect and like you said the tribe aspect yeah. really does come together yeah that that's a remarkable that must have been really heartwarming to, to see that them doing that but yeah and I, I i had a moment you know like an aha moment um because i was starting on the hour and say all right everyone okay thanks very much and turning it off and that was it and then one evening, because I was, I was cooking, because that's the thing, you can, you can cook while you do a class nowadays. So I, I was cooking, and I said, all right, ladies, I'll, you know, and I went off, came back, and they were still talking. I went off, I came back, and they were still talking. And they were replicating what we usually do in the studio. So after a class, they catch up. Yeah. And they would you know, generally talk and talk about life. And I think one, one instance, they were, they were talking for a half an hour. And I thought, this is good. So, so I got to the point where saying this, all right, ladies, I'm taking my headphone off now, but I'm leaving this open for how long you, you know, for you to chat. Um, I'll catch you next week. And it was just good. So I think you're right that allowing people to, to communicate, giving them that forum and also trying to, as a coach, trying to, as much as possible, get it close to the original format. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even if it means structuring in that time, like you say, after a class where they mm. can catch up and yeah. that sort of thing. I mean, we've done the opposite for university lectures where, you know, back mm -hmm. pre-COVID, some of us would turn up five, ten minutes early and be waiting. Mm -hmm. And that's when we would have our catch-up, sometimes with the tutor there, just a casual chat about anything yes. but our actual degree just chat about general rubbish mm -hmm. and we don't we you know for a long time we haven't had that um so, yeah you know for me it's fine because i'm living with some of my course mates so we technically do have that aspect but that okay. translates over to what you're saying which is at the end of the class you can kind of just leave them to it and like you said half an hour later they're still chatting that's obviously yeah. a massively good sign definitely a good sign and also that like you know with looking at the the university context 
that moment, having that moment, making myself available, like the lecturer makes themselves available to answer a few questions. You know, it's not just a, hi, how was that? Okay, great feedback. Bye, guys. It's, uh, there's anybody, everybody okay? You know, and they can say, and then at least that, that's continuous feedback. So I can, I can know that was a bit too tough. That was a bit too easy. Mm. And, and having, being comfortable as a coach and having that dialogue with the people that you train, I think is really important. But unfortunately, I think some coaches and, and actually as individuals, once qualified or professional, it, it can feel like a little bit, I don't know, you can feel a bit nervous to ask somebody their opinion of the service you're providing just in case they think you don't know what you're doing. But it's, yeah. no, I know what I'm doing, but I just want to make what I'm doing better for you. Yeah, it's trying to find that balance, isn't it, between showing that yeah. you are being a professional, but also saying, I'll only improve if you help me kind of learn how I can improve for you as my client. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to find that balance is difficult. And it does yeah. take some sort of skill. And it takes kind of, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of, like trust within your clients. And it works both yes. ways, where you trust them and yeah. they trust you as a coach. But um, no, I'm sure like over lockdown, I mean, people are commenting on this as we've been chatting, saying that social uh -huh. interaction has been important for physical and mental well-being. So, I mean, that summed mm -hmm. up quite nicely how you've managed to, like you say, pivot your whole business. So then you still have that same format of the class as close as possible. But now yeah. online, it, you, you must be pretty proud of yourself for what you've done in like the last nine to ten months. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I, I'm proud of myself, but I'm proud of them because, yeah. you know, they've, they've been along for the, for the journey. And, you know, there's, there was never, you know, I like certainty. I like specifics, but there wasn't a, wasn't a point where I could say, all right, next month we're going to be in the studio or two months we're going to be in the studio or, hey, let's go out to the park and do it because, there was probably a couple of weeks window in the summer where we could have, but my concern was if we go out, it's going to be, it's going to be really disappointing when we have to come back in. Yeah. So maybe let's just keep it ticking over. But it's, you know, it's, it's about, I think it's about humility and kind of just, just being open for feedback and, and be courageous enough to, to seek feedback. Yeah, definitely. And like you say, the only way that you're going to, kind of progress is by getting that feedback and yeah. the way that you've kind of adapted as you've gone along like you say you're proud of yourself but you're proud of your clients as well and how they've mm -hmm. kind of come along for the journey yeah. as well but overall the way that you've kind of spoken about your business you've mm -hmm. spoken about it like a proper business owner would which is that you're very proud of it and you've known how it's adapted and also that you can constantly improve like yeah. you said at the beginning of this chat there's always room mm -hmm for improvement and to kind of evolve yeah. and adapt as a trainer and as a business as well, which is great. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on here because I knew that you would be completely honest about that sort of thing Thank and you. hopefully inspire other people that are maybe either thinking of making that transition or if they're wondering how they mm -hmm. can get the most out of themselves as a coach and out of their business, yeah. they can see the approach that you've taken and hopefully get some inspiration from that. But, hopefully that's kind of helped people kind of understand how they can progress and hopefully it's been nice for you to come on and kind of share your wisdom 
with everyone Thank along you. the way and yeah. get to kind of uh, gloat about your clients and how amazing oh. they mean as well which is good. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you. And I think what the key thing was um, the, the experience, the experience at our parks was great for me. Mm. And I think anybody who wants to get into the, the business um, industry, try and gain some experience. That's, yeah. you know, that would be my advice. Gain experience. And if I take it a couple of steps back, I actually paid a personal trainer um, for his time, I said, what is your hourly rate? Okay, I'd like an hour with you, please. I've seen you in the gym. Let's sit down for a coffee. I'd like for you to share some tips with me on your approach to things. And they were, they were happy to do that. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, it was, it was a very pleasant cup of coffee. And I learned many tips that have, have, you know, been very, really helpful to me and also helpful to me starting. And it doesn't always have to cost, you know, people can get mentors if they see someone that, that's, you know, inbox them or whatever, but get that experience, get those qualifications so you know what you're doing and the insurance so you know you are capable and then just take it from there. That'd be my advice. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure a lot of people will find that really, really useful. And like you said, that's kind of how you've got started a few steps before and then you got into the parks. Mm. And now that you've got yeah. your own business, you can kind of look back on your journey and be like, yeah, I did things right. And then, then there's obviously things that you can look back on and be like, OK, I learned from that and I improved. And that kind of sums up yeah. the whole journey really, really nicely. So thank you very much for coming on and chatting to thank all of you. us about that and for inspiring Absolute a lot of pleasure. people to think about it and if people are thinking of getting a personal trainer then you're here <laughs> you're your business yourself as a coach so hopefully people will take yeah. that step seeing as we've come into a new year we're in a new yeah. lockdown but coaches like yourselves um are kind of putting yourself out there and saying this is what i'm doing online and being completely open so hopefully uh, things go well for you and, thank you um, so much. Thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with me. It's been, it's been an honour and a pleasure to have been a guest. And thank you for some great questions. I, like I said, I hope everybody's gained something from this, you know. And feel free if you want to. It doesn't even have to be about coaching or training. If you have questions, just DM me and I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay? Thank you, guys. Amazing stuff. Thank you very much for coming on. I don't want to lose me, so I need to help.